Hi, and welcome to the Oil and Gas Accounting Podcast. I'm your co-host, Tom Weyerman, Executive Director of COPUS, the Council of Petroleum Accountant Societies. I'm here with my co-host, Phil Sherwood, owner and founder of Sherware, that provides software for oil and gas operators and accountants. If you're a CPA, an accountant, a bookkeeper, an office manager, or if you're an oil and gas operator doing your own accounting, this podcast is for you. We're here talking with the experts in their respective accounting areas to keep you up to speed on the latest accounting news, rules, and data. There is so much happening in the world today, especially in oil and gas, that affects the accounting function of a business. Our job on this podcast is to keep you up to date and help you see more, know more, and do more as an accounting professional in our field. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Oil and Gas Accounting Podcast. I'm Phil Sherwood, and I'm here with my co-host, Tom Wireman. Hey, Phil. How are you? Hope all is well with you. It's good to be back for another session, another season of the Oil and Gas Accounting Podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about the fall meeting today. Maybe we're on a bit of a roll, although two in a row doesn't really seem like much of a roll. But, you know, I think we realized in April when we last met that we really missed being in person. So I'm, I'm excited to to be back in that format. So I'll let you introduce our guest today. Yeah. So when you're talking about the fall meeting, we're talking about the COPUS fall meeting. And with us today are Jeff Wright and Misty Cooper of the Dallas Society. Both are on the hosting committee and they've done the planning for this upcoming fall meeting. Hello to both of you and thanks for joining us today. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you guys having us. Yeah, we normally ask our guests to provide biographies or uh, for introductions and we do that. But, you know, I think today we're going to just ask each of you to talk a little bit about your background and how you've come to help in planning this meeting. Misty, let's let's start with you. I've been in the industry for 35 years. I have a, a accounting degree from UT Austin. I've worked at Oryx, which I helped. That was the very first time I helped a fall meeting. I've helped in Fort Worth twice, and this will be my fourth one in Dallas. Jeff, what about you? What's your background? Well, this will actually be the third one that I've hosted. I personally think that I maybe had too many glasses of wine at a hospitality suite one night and somebody conned me into being the chair of this committee. But I've got some great people that are going to work with me on the committee. And like Misty, I worked on the 98 Dallas and uh, I think it was a 2015 Fort Worth. So we've got a lot of great things going and looking forward to everybody coming to Irving next month. All right. So you mentioned Irving. Tell us a little bit more about the location for the meeting. Well, so we are having it at, I call it the Toyota Music Factory. I think it's actually now called the Las Colinas Entertainment Area. Great location, very convenient to both DFW Airport and to Love Field, short Uber rides. Probably the best thing about this location is the fact that everything's there. I mean, once you get to the hotel where the meetings are going to be held, there's just a slew of restaurants that are around there to eat at. We're going to be having uh, the uh, leadership dinner at one of those restaurants within walking distance and certainly the reception on Wednesday night as well. And so to me, that that makes this great. Once you get there, you don't need a car. You can stay out late. You don't have to worry if you enjoy yourself. Uh, it's easy walk back to the hotel. So Misty, what's, what's kind of your favorite part of this area? I, I mean, our daughter went to the University of Dallas, which is just around down the road a little ways from this area. And I always love driving by that clock that kind of says Las Colinas on it kind of a really cool trendy area. What's what's your favorite part about that? I like like you said it's a really cool trendy area. It's all inclusive. I was looking uh, the hotel sent us a picture uh aerial map 
there's 24 restaurants within walking distance and the dart is probably walking distance. It's not very far. Jeff, how long do you think that is? Uh, it's probably, I don't know, maybe, maybe a 10 minute walk to down to the dart station. If anybody else wanted to go somewhere else. Yeah. It's just very convenient. You don't need a car. It's equal distance between DFW and Love Field. So it's just a, it's just a really neat area. So, Jeff, tell us a little bit about what's planned for this meeting. We're talking about a COPUS meeting, and I know a lot of listeners are familiar with COPUS, but there's probably some that aren't. So can you tell us what the meeting's all about? Will there be committee meetings? Will there be CPE? Just go into a little bit more detail. Sure. Well, probably the first thing I should mention, because I failed to do so earlier, is it's going to be the week of October 17th. So it's going to run that whole week. It's going to be a full-fledged meeting. We're going to be back to doing what we've used to do in the past all the time. It'll be all the committee meetings on Wednesday for the most part, and Thursday, we'll the general council meeting on Friday. we got a leadership uh, luncheon on uh, our meeting on Tuesday afternoon. we got the hospitality suite that's open back up again. We got a great band for the banquet on Thursday night. And the, the thing about this meeting that we've tried to do a little bit different than other meetings that we've had in the past is try to offer a little bit more CPE credit. So you're also you're, you're going to get the CPE for all the meetings you go to, but we're also going to have lunch speakers that are going to offer CPE, and we're going to have a couple of free CPE events on uh, Tuesday afternoon and Wednesday afternoon uh, that are COPUS related. So, Jeff, thanks for providing the dates. Uh, I had made note to make sure we circled back around. The dates are October 17th through the 21st. So um, I want to make sure our listeners know that and then get that on their calendar. But Misty, Jeff talked a little bit about the CPE events that will be held both daily at lunch and then the special sessions that are held each morning. I think that's Tuesday and Wednesday. What other things do you have planned that maybe Jeff hasn't talked about? Maybe some of the side trips that you have planned. There are a couple of optional events to attend, such as the Bush Presidential Library. It's a really neat. You'll get to know all about the Bushes that have artifacts, exhibits photo galleries. It has a big 9-11 exhibit, which I think is really interesting. The Perot Museum has 10 permanent exhibits. Some of the cool ones are they have a Tom Hunt Energy Hall, um, which is talking about energy and natural resources. They also have a, a gargantuan dinosaur that's on display right now. So there's a lot of fossil. Some really cool things to, to go and see. But there's 10 different exhibits at the Perot Museum. Awesome. That sounds good. Misty, you mentioned the, the presidential library, the Bush Library. I'm, I'm pretty excited about going to see that myself because our daughter actually interned when she was a student at the University of Dallas. And so she actually got to meet George and Laura at a Christmas party one year. And she took a friend of hers from high school who was attending uh, University of Dallas as well, or UD as they call it. And he had tied his own bow tie and the president asked him about that. And he goes, yes, sir, I tied that myself. He goes, that's impressive. So yeah. we always joke about that. In fact, we actually saw Matthew and his family here not too long ago, and that, that topic came up. So that was kind of fun. I am anxious to see that. That should be a, a fun side event. So, Yeah, I think that would be really cool to see. I was flying out of Winston-Salem last week, and one of the guys on the flight line said, good thing you're getting out early this morning. I said, why? He said, we've got a 
a former president coming. I was like, which one? And he, he said, one of the Bushes. And I was like, well, I know which one it would be. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. better be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he came to speak at Wake Forest University last week. So that was pretty cool. So do either of you guys have a favorite event at these meetings? In other words, what do you look forward to the most? Misty, what about you? Seeing people, especially now I work from home. And so it's just really nice to, to, to meet people and see people that I talk to on a daily basis, or, you know, occasionally just seeing their faces and just getting to talk to them face to face. What about you, Jeff? Uh, yeah, I think that's probably it for me, too. I mean, just to get the opportunity to see folks. You know, a lot of these people who we consider pretty close colleagues, we were only getting to see once every, uh, excuse me, uh, twice a year until until the, the COVID stuff hits. So it's just getting an opportunity to see these folks again. Like I said, I think the other thing is the, the fact that we are offering the amount of CPE that we're offering. You know, I didn't really go into any detail about it earlier, but I think that's probably the most exciting part for me is just we're trying to trying to up the game a little bit on this particular conference. Tom, what about you? Oh, I love, I think, what you call the water cooler track. Yes. Where you uh, you actually, it's, it's, uh, it's seeing people, back to what Misty and, and Jeff were talking about. I don't know. I, I guess I my energy feeds off the energy I get from other people at these meetings. And there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes and things. And, and while I'm not on the hosting committee, I mean, there's always plenty to do. But, you know, I, I draw a lot of energy from our members in what they do. And I, I get excited about that. It's it's fun to see them. You know, a lot of times we just deal with them by phone or email. So just getting to have a conversation with them and kind of find out what's going on with them. that That's my favorite part. What about you? Yeah, I think meeting new people was one of my favorite parts. And yeah, you mentioned the water cooler track or the hallway track. That was one of my favorites because you just get to meet new people. I really liked uh, the learning opportunities too, because I wasn't familiar with a lot of the documents. I had read some of them, but it's really cool to talk to the people who actually worked on them and you hear the passion, you know, when people are voting on things. So it's really a cool dynamic. Those are the things I like the most. I guess maybe another question I have for for you too, as the planning uh, part of the planning committee. And we often get questions about hybrid formats and that sort of thing. Is is everything just in person? Are you offering anything, you know, in a recorded format or um, by Zoom? Or I mean, is this just an in person meeting? This is just an in-person meeting. We're we're going back to the way we were in 2019. So, yep, in-person only. Misty, um, you're, and actually this is just kind of a follow-up on what Phil was talking about, and that's the documents. You're part of the MFI 40 project team, and that's the 24-month limitation for our listeners if, if they haven't made that connection. I know that's going to be discussed in detail at this meeting. Uh, project team has been pretty active of late. What can you tell us about this publication What's the project team addressing in the review process and kind of where are you at on that? We have a great team. There's probably 10 people on the team and um, it's all different levels. I'm, I would consider myself, I mean, it's, I'm the first, this is my first project to work on. So I was a little apprehensive just even being involved in it. But I'll tell you just the knowledge and we have a lot of, what do you call them, Jeff? Not old timers. Lots of expertise. Lots of, yes, that's a nicer word. A lot of expertise on this uh, meeting, MFI rewrite. And I've just, 
it's it's great. Current publication is four pages long, and we expanded it. I can't think exactly the number of pages, but I will say I'm going to guess at least twelve to fourteen. And so we've really expanded a lot with a lot of examples, just clearing up any issues, problems, gray ambiguities. Yeah, we've just tried to make it a more clear cut document. Great. Jeff, I'm just I'm going to follow with you a little bit because, as you said, uh, ambiguity and that sort of thing. So one of the things that uh, that excites me about COPUS is the fact that, you know, we're the only organization that that writes this guidance. I mean, we are the group that puts this together for the industry. It's it's somewhat of a service um, and addresses a lot of the issues. We're doing that in some other projects as well or some publications. You want to talk just a little bit about maybe what's coming down the pike on some of those other ones besides MFI 40? Yeah. So I am actually supposed to make a presentation along with Sue Ellen King. This was on uh, MFI 36. I believe I got that right. And it's uh, dealing with uh, payouts and some of the audit rights and things on that. And I was dealing with Sue Ellen on an issue and we were talking through that document and she said, well, this doesn't make sense or that doesn't make sense. And and I said, well, you and I both know what this means because we've been around a long time. And, and she said, yeah, but you know, somebody that's new in the industry may not know it like we do. And so we're going to talk to the joint session of joint interest and audit, uh, just a little bit about maybe tightening that up some. And then I know one of the things that is also going to take place, I don't know if it's in the joint session or if it's just in the in the audit committee, but they're going to talk a little bit. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a document uh, publication initiative where we're going through the process now of sort of looking at the old documents that we've got, seeing if maybe they need a little bit of a fine tuning or anything to bring up to uh, today's standards. And so uh, that way we kind of keep everything fresh. Cause like you said, we are the folks that, that, that people turn to, to look for guidance and interpretations of our documents. Yeah. Jeff, we had mentioned the voting and the passion that goes into some of these discussions can you expand a little bit on what items are going to be voted on at this meeting? Well, I think probably the biggest one that we're going to be voting on is going to be at the general council meeting on Friday. And that's going to be the new accounting procedure. And just for the folks that maybe don't understand. So that accounting procedure has actually passed the audit committee and it's passed the joint interest committee. And those two are the affected committees. So there's different thresholds in, in order for that document to be passed. Well, once that happens, then it has to go in front of the general counsel for a final vote before it goes to doing a few other things before it's published. And I think what's really important about this is that the new accounting procedure is a little bit different than some of the stuff that we've written in the past. And so I think it's an opportunity for folks to potentially maybe hear some discussion that goes on at the general council meeting as this goes through the process of being hopefully approved. So if the publication is approved, what's the next step? Well, I don't know. Tom, remind me of this. It goes to like a a final tech writer. Isn't that correct? And then it gets published. Yeah, and and I expect at this point, I mean, it's 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 in tech writing at the moment. So I fully expect that probably November, December, twenty twenty two timeframe, we'll see that issued, and people will be able to start using that 
there's a model form interpretation that goes with that as well, just like any other accounting. Misty, what else is going to be on the voting agenda? Um, well, fall is the time that the employee benefits limitation percentage is approved by council. There's also going to be three directors will be elected to the board and three members will be selected for the nominating committee. Interesting. So, Phil, one of the things that I didn't talk about in a little bit more, and I just realized that, was that Tom wanted me maybe to talk just a little more about the CPE specifics on those. Yeah, go ahead and talk a little bit more about the CPE specifics. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I mentioned that we are going to have a lot of CPE at this meeting more than we would normally have. We have a uh, lunch speaker on Wednesday. It's someone from Weaver. They are going to be talking about uh, Bitcoin. And actually, the presentation is uh, Introduction to Blockchain, Digital Assets, and Crypto Mining. I don't know anything about that, so that'll be interesting. The Thursday speaker is a guy named Dwayne Purvis, and he is going to be discussing a, it's, it's actually a frank dialogue on energy transitions. And I don't know a whole lot about that. He's just provided that information to me, uh, but I haven't seen his uh, presentation uh, on Wednesday. And it's going to be uh, entitled NGLs and the Hydrocarbon Chain Solution. And that's actually going to be presented by Solomon Tristan. Misty and I both have worked for Solomon uh, in the past, and Solomon knows everything there is to know about uh, NGL's revenue and that sort of thing. Uh, And then on actually Tuesday morning, kind of go a little bit backwards, but we've got a guy, a real dynamic speaker uh, on uh, Tuesday morning, also doing another CPE event, and that's uh, dissecting the Copus Accounting Procedure uh, the second half of it. And uh, I can say he's a real dynamic speaker because I'm tooting my own horn here. Uh, I'm actually going to do that. And the first half of this uh, particular presentation uh, was done in Galveston in the spring. So we're just finishing it up. Well, thank you guys for that information. Um, one last question for you. Can, each, can you each, in a sentence or two, maybe sum up for our listeners why they should register for this meeting if they haven't already? Missy, let's begin with you. It's a great opportunity for networking. Um, One of the biggest draws for me is just listening, listening to other people talk, experts in their field, answering questions. It's just a great opportunity to get together and see everyone. And I encourage everybody to come. Jeff, what about you? Well, it's sort of hard to sum up in one sentence. I think when we talk about everything, we talk about location, we talk about the CPE that's available, we talk about some great entertainment that we're going to have, uh, and uh, uh, you know, you put all those things together, and especially with the opportunity to get to see each other again and just interact the way we have done normally in the past. That's it. We got a pretty pretty reasonable rate. We got a great hotel. Is that more than one sentence? <laughs> that's okay. I'm good with that's that. Good. That's good. That's perfect. Thank you. Thank you for that. I mean, it's, it's, sometimes it's just hard to sum that up in just a little bit. And I mean, there's so much that happens. And Misty, just to follow up on you, what you were saying about listening, and one of our board members always talks about, you know, you don't have to be the expert. If you're just in the room, you're going to learn. And you're going to learn a lot. And that may be that you never open your mouth and say anything, but you you listen, you listen intently to what's being said. Uh, everybody benefits the particular attendee and their company as well. So it's a, it's a double win for them. 
Yeah. But let's go back to one of my favorite parts of meetings like this is the networking opportunities. Can you go into a little bit more detail about what opportunities are going to be available for attendees? Well, you know, as far as the networking, obviously, people will network at some of the meetings and the breaks and things like that. I mentioned that we've got a leadership dinner on Tuesday night uh, at one of the restaurants that's walking distance on Wednesday night. We have got the reception literally like right out the front door of the hotel, a great opportunity there. And we got the hospitality suite that is going to be open every night. And that's normally where uh, you know, a lot of a lot of business gets done. One of the things that I did forget to mention that we in the past, we have had a first timers breakfast and it was at seven o'clock in the morning on Wednesday morning. I'm sorry, guys. You know, if they're like me, they don't want to have to get up and get to a breakfast at that time. So we've changed the format up a little bit. And what we're going to do instead is on Tuesday night after the leadership dinner, we are going to have a first timers mixer from, I believe it's 845 to 945, 10 o'clock there at the hotel. And so it's another opportunity for the first timers to get together with some of the mentors, some of the board members, and just be able to talk about things at, at that meeting, uh, at that at that event as well. Excellent. Thanks for that update, you guys. Um, just maybe another question for you too. So uh, will you have vendors at this this conference, vendors or exhibitors? We will. Okay, so that's a good opportunity then for people to uh, to maybe catch up if they're if they uh, use a particular software or whatever. Maybe one of the vendors would be there, and they could bring up questions or issues that they might be having with the platform. So perfect opportunity for them to uh, to learn a, a little bit more there too during breaks. Absolutely. One of the things too is that um, I don't have we we haven't finalized all of our vendors. But I do know that a couple of them are planning on making some presentation. We have one new vendor that's never uh, never exhibited at Copus before out of Mississippi, and he's going to do something one afternoon. Obviously, it's a, a volunteer for people that want to see it, but we're excited about that. Great. Okay, thanks. Yeah, it sounds like fun. So after hearing all these details about the conference, if I decided that I want to go, can I still register? And how would I do that? You can. And you can register by going to the COPUS website, and there's a registration form out there. You can fill out, put all the stuff on the meetings that you want to go to and everything, pay your money, and then book the hotel. But book the hotel. I'll tell you this. This morning, I got a few extra rooms opened up for Sunday night and for Monday night, but we're starting to fill up. Also, going back to the registration, do it by the 30th, or we're going to charge you a little bit extra for procrastinating <laughs> all right okay so we got some deadlines coming up we'll get that registration link and other information in the show notes uh on this episode just in case anybody's interested in in, in investigating that a little bit further so thank you for that yeah do e either of you have any final thoughts for us today <laughs> sign up that's yes. my final thought you're not going to be disappointed it's going to be a lot of fun I think for me, the final thoughts are, yes, sign up, come to the meetings. Uh, we're looking forward to you being there uh, and hosting you. And I think at the end of the day, you're going to learn a lot. And you're going to have a lot of fun. All right. Well, thanks, Miss D and Jeff, for being our guests today. And thanks as well to our listeners for tuning in to another podcast episode. We greatly appreciate everybody who subscribed, and we hope you've enjoyed all episodes. We'd also enjoy having 
people let us know, our listeners let us know what you'd like to see covered on the podcast. And certainly, you know, give us a review when you uh, have the opportunity. Tell, tell everybody what we're doing well, and, and let's let's continue to increase our listeners. Well, we will see you again on the next episode of the Oil & Gas Accounting Podcast. Everybody have a great day. If you're an oil and gas operator who wants to simplify and automate the way you handle distributions, joint interest billings, and you use QuickBooks, you'll want to see a free demo of our software at Sureware. Our software was designed to simplify the distribution and accounting processes for operators by integrating directly with your QuickBooks company. On average, we save our users more than 10 hours each week and $40,000 a year in payroll costs by automating the distribution process from start to finish. All you have to do is go to sureware.com backslash demo right now and book a free walkthrough of the software to see if we can help speed up your distributions. That's all for this week's episode. We are so glad you're a loyal listener and spreading the news about the podcast. Make sure you listen, subscribe, and leave us a review. 